0: Listening to Book Nuts. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Book Nuts. I'm your host, Tracy, otherwise known as Holster. We're gonna change things up a little time, not gonna say anything else. You listen to it at once time. If you don't know what I talk about here, eh, go back to another episode. I am with my co-host. And he's the hostess with the mostest. Again, I'm trying to think of new one every time here, so that's all I could get. The one, the only Mr. Jonathan. They do. Hello, Tracy. Thanks for having me on again. Exactly. Hey, I was thinking, and uh, I know you smelled smoke and everything. It was just me, so (laughs) don't worry about that. Um, And people that know me, one of the best times I have is just sitting on my tractor mowing. Uh, A lot of think time in. Very relaxing to me. And I was mowing, and I was mowing this morning, and I was thinking about my friend Jonathan. And true or false, if you could read Braille, would the scariest thing you could ever read, would it be, do not touch this?
1: Ooh, maybe. But uh, but with that being said, if I was reading something that said, do not touch this, it more than likely would be a label over the thing I shouldn't
0: touch. Okay, that's true. Never thought of that. So uh, yeah, so just beware. So the goal, your goal now is to learn Braille better, so you can come into more situations like that. Just for my humor, okay? Uh, I will do my best. Good. Well, I'm glad one of us is uh, doing something productive. Uh, people know I'm not. So uh, yeah, yeah, you well, are.
1: You're, you're throwing chickens and uh, you know de-featherers and getting that done.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In case anybody didn't know, uh, I did get a new chicken plucker. That thing is awesome. Um, I don't know how many people know, but when you pluck a chicken, it's easiest if you dunk it in 140 to 150 degree water for 20, 30 seconds. You can't go under. It won't work. You can't go over. It's kind of a fine line or you'll start ripping the skin because it's too warm. So you do that and they're easier to pluck. So the chickens I've been raising and cleaning, it has been taking, even when dunking, by the time I start dunking, by the time it's defeathered, 10 to 15 minutes a bird. Which isn't bad. Not good. Not bad. Eh. Now, it's less than a minute. Uh, dunk it 20, 30 seconds. And 15 to 20 seconds, totally defeathered in the chicken plucker. It's unbelievably uh, unbelievable. It, I can get a lot of chickens done fast. So, having that... Uh, this winter, the local tractor supply gets meat birds in. These are the ones that you get in the store. These are the ones that so will start dying at eight weeks of heart attacks. So you can never have chicks or eggs from these. They literally will start dying of heart attacks in eight weeks. Why is it
1: because they overfeed them or whatever?
0: No, it's just the breed of the birds. What it is is it's a, it's a special breed, and they're called Cornish Crosses. What it is is you have a grandma and grandpa have a chick of one bird. Then you have another grandma and grandpa have a chick of another bird. The two kids get together and have this, the egg that hatches from that, those two. The grandchild of the, the four grandparents—that is the Cornish Cross—and the uh, way they,
1: so, so it's like wicked inbred.
0: <laughs> yeah, not really inbred, but crossing the certain breeds, and they find and there's different ones from different companies, but they just start dying at eight weeks of heart attacks. They just grow so fast. Where normal birds, it's four to six months before they're fully grown. Oh wow! So, so it's half the time. So you save half the feed, and they're bigger. These aren't egg layers. Good egg layers are skinnier. So, you get a lot more meat too. So, but the problem I have with getting those is I have to pay shipping to get them in. Well, the local tractor supply every like January, February ish always gets a bunch of those Cornish crosses in for the same price I can get them online. So, now that I know how easy it is with my new chicken plucker, I am going to get like 30 of them, put them in my chicken tractor, and just to load up my freezer with a bunch of, uh, Chickens, I might go in with a friend who will, half the cost of everything, he will come help me the day of cleaning, we'll clean all of them, and he'll get half, I'll get half. The only, nice. thing, is, the only thing is, I will be doing the daily, moving the um, chicken tractor and keeping the feed up, but they'll pay for half the feed and anything, and the agreement we have if we do do this is, if it's an odd number, that odd chicken will go to me since I'm doing the day-to-day work. Uh, that works, yeah.
1: No, yeah, I saw the video of the chicken plucker. I mean, obviously, I didn't see it, but to me, it seems like it's almost like a like a washing machine, kind of. And You just put the chickens in it, and it spins them around, and it seems from the force of that, the feathers come out. Is that right?
0: Yep. Uh, they got rubber fingers. Think of a wash tub with rubber fingers around the side and the bottom, and the bottom, they're sticking straight up. And only the bottom spins, kind of like the old-time wash tubs. Yeah. Well, and then you got a little spray nozzle on top. Uh, that sprays water down into it. Well, when it spins, they bounce around inside and rub against those rubber little fingers and they don't tear any of the meat or the skin, but they're just strong enough to take the feathers out. And besides doing it faster, it does it a lot better. Um, does it way better than I can ever pluck a chicken. The only thing you have to do is uh, sometimes along the inside of the wing and the tail feather, you have to kind of pull out. But... I cut the hotel off, so that's not a big deal. Oh, you um because there's a little gland down there you got to take off anyway and you clean it and I just cut the whole tail off, so to me it's not that big a deal.
1: Okay, yeah, no, it seemed pretty cool though.
0: Yeah, yeah, it just makes stuff a lot easier. They cost a little bit, you know, but they're not too expensive, but uh the one I got's like 400. It it cost a couple bucks, but it's it just boy for time over the long haul. And um I do have a few neighbors that want to borrow it, so what they're going to do is they're going to give me a little something-something you there know, you c- cash to borrow it. So it'll eventually pay for itself, and time-wise, it'll pay for itself in about two years, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, or or, or sooner by the sounds of this January or February. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, because uh, if you can uh, – a normal backyard with a, just a simple little 10 by 4 chicken tractor, you can have, believe it or not, 30 chickens in there. Wow. Um, now, meat birds, not egg birds, meat birds, and perfectly fine, perfectly healthy. You have 30 in there. And just think if you did that twice a year, spring and fall, that's 60 chickens a year. That's more than one a week uh for yeah. your family. So, yeah, yeah. for a for little, real little work. So, yeah, you're right. It, it will pay for itself. And you know what's in the feed um, no hormones, no nothing in the chicken. Right. It, it's all good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, matter of fact, one of the birds I cleaned uh, about a month ago, I cooked in the solar oven yesterday. So that turned out good. Nice. Well, enough about that. How about we get into the book? Oh, yeah. Oh, before I get into the book, I did get a couple emails saying, hey, where have you guys been? Where are you recording? Yep, we know we had a couple weeks off. We apologize about that. And they say, what's that big announcement you're saying? Again, it's, I don't think it's that big of an announcement. but <laughs> uh, you, you built it up
1: too much, Tracy. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, And I just let people hang for a couple weeks. Basically, what it is is I am starting a new podcast. It is going to be on the PodNuts network. It's probably going to be 1 to four. Four weeks out, I'm guessing. That's, that's just a guess. But it is a sports podcast. Woohoo! So it's going to be called Sports Nuts. And uh, if you're interested and want to be on a little bit, just contact me, Tracy at PodNuts.com. Uh, if you want to be a guest for some reason, let me know. But it's going to be basically talking about, and it's going to be timely podcast. So we're going to talk about what's up recently. We're going to de- delve into a little bit of the fantasy sports. And we are also going to have one topic of the week. Uh, Topics like one topic I can tell you about we'll talk about is should college players be paid? Mm, That's interesting. So there will always be you know news, one kind of topic, discussion topic. And if there is a topic you want to talk about and you're passionate about, let me know. We can have that as our topic. And then every episode we'll have a little bit about the fantasy sports. And, of course, knowing me we are going to talk a little hockey we know that oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. but yeah. since i know hockey isn't like the biggest on everybody's list it's not going to become the hockey podcast but we will we will talk a little about hockey so that was the news i was talking about last time so before we begin the next book we're going to do for the next episode i bet you almost everybody out there would have heard of this book it's it's a book where uh, I am guessing, and tell me if I'm wrong here, 99% of the people listening to this podcast have heard of this book. Do you think so?
1: If not the book, I would say the movie for sure.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm thinking most people would know it from the movie. But it is The Born Identity by Robert Ludlum. The Born Identity by Robert Ludlum. This is a longer book. It is an 18-hour book. Uh, like between 18 and 19 hour on normal time, yeah. which means which, which means Jonathan will have it done in about an hour and a half to two. No, no, like more, that, like, so. more
1: like five hours.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, but yeah, the next one will be, so it's basically book one of the series. Now, a little trivia on that or note on that is Robert Ludlum. Did the first three books, The Born Identity, uh, The Born, whatever, the first three, the first three that were done in uh, the movies, too. Well, he passed away. Somebody else took over and started writing the rest. So after book three, there's a completely different writer. And listening to the first one, I'm definitely going into the second one. So, but enough about that. The one we're going to talk about today is by Leah or I See, here's where I don't know if it's Leah. I think it's Leah, but it's from a different country. So could it be, you know, Leah or something? Lee, maybe, you know, too. I don't know. But uh, uh, Bardugo, B-A-R-D-U-G-O. But the book is named Shadow and Bone. So, and this is part of. Let me get this straight. The Grisha series. This is a book one in the Grisha series. So, anything you want to talk about uh, right away with the book? Uh, this was pretty
1: good. I would, I would definitely be interested in listening to the, re- you know, the other books in the series. This was a pretty, pretty good start of a series.
0: Yeah, if I had to categorize this book, um, it is a fantasy book. Uh, before I begin. Um, if I had to categorize this, I think this would be. Correct me if I'm wrong. Although it's good for adults, it's good for adults. I mean, I'm 47 and I enjoyed it. So, but I think this is more written for the teen. Do you think so?
1: Yeah, I could I could see that uh, not heavily teen teeny or you know teenager written, but I could definitely see see this you know appealing to a teenager you know 12 13 16 whatever.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. Um a couple things there's really nothing Littler kids did I miss something? Little kids can't listen to this?
1: Uh, no, it's pretty safe. I I I don't nothing jumps out at me,
0: but yeah, unless I miss something there is a couple scenes of people getting killed. So, that's yeah. probably it, but uh I don't think they get killed in really like drug blood dripping down the side of the cheek you know nothing like that you know it just basically them getting killed uh but other than that i think this would be a really safe book and if the whole series is like this i don't know would be a good series for that young teenager that kind of likes the sci-fi fantasy style to get into reading more
1: yeah Uh, you know what one there is one small tiny scene where uh you know one of the characters kind of starts to kiss the other one i i don't want to say it gets hot and heavy but like there is a maybe a minute or two of sort of you know that sort of scene but nothing
0: you know nothing that's like whoa you know now that you said that during the party in the back room right yes yes that's it yep okay yep i know what you're talking about so yeah but i think if you watch any episode of any tv show it'd be worse yeah exactly <laughs> or almost any tv show not the a-team you know dun, 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 dun,
1: dun, dun. <laughs>
0: speaking of that i finished the entire series of the a-team love it
1: nice nice i watched quite a few episodes when i was younger in the 80s but i i wasn't a
0: diehard a-team uh person i'd have i'll have to revisit that yeah it's just good good fun watch the uh, when I'm done at night, when I chill, I like, I go to the greenhouse, sit back and relax, with or without a cigar, and uh, just turn it on. I started watching the A-Team, and I kind of mowed through them. A little trivia I found out about it. I watched the last episode, and I'm like, this is weird. This is not the last episode. The one before was like the last episode of the last season. Well, found out they filmed an episode, didn't air it because something happened nationally, and they just kept on with the series. So about two months after the last episode aired, they just put it on. So, ah, okay. <laughs> so the last actually episode that kind of concludes everything is the second of the last.
1: Okay. Yeah, that must have been confusing.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I, I was like, okay, maybe this one was like uh, just some other one-off story, you know, something like that. Yeah. Because they very well could have the way it ended. And it, all of a sudden I was like, uh, nope. Okay, (laughs) but okay, let's get back to the book. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, so it is a good... The big high down of the book is... This is a fantasy, not a sci-fi. The standard kind of big high plot down with some originality in it of... Kid grows up, nothing was really special. At a certain time, something flipped and they got these powers and... They're trying to save the world, more or less. Yeah, and and
1: she and the main character Alina grew up as an orphan.
0: Yes, here is what I I, I gotta say, I think it's Leah. Uh, I looked into it when we're going here. I think it is Leah because it is a female. So okay, here is what I loved about this book, um, and I am going to stereotype here, and I do apologize. And it's not all authors, and it's not all this female writers that make a female lead character generally make the lead character so powerful no one can even touch them okay um it's like you know they have to get over the stigmatism of being a female right okay and i say that nothing against females matter of fact i'll say this and she was in my platoon in basic training the person that did the most sit-ups of anybody was a female and i cheered for her every day nice unbelievable nothing who don't care if male female female in between, whatever, don't care. But generally, a lot of female writers make the female characters so powerful, no one can touch them, okay? And they do that to get, I think, over the stigmatism of being a female. She wrote this as a normal female. Had the flaws, had the faults. No, in a fist fight, could not beat up most men. You're not most men, some men, you know. She has training and she gets better and better. That beats up men as it goes. But it just doesn't start flip a switch. All of a sudden, you know, she can take on Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting on an island. Yeah, you know? yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. And now, flip side, some male authors do the same thing with young males. 13 year old gets in a fist fight, you know, with the body, 23 year old bodybuilder and wins. Really? No. You know, so that's what I really liked. And I did like her writing style of. Uh, Like me, I know me and you agree on this. They don't spend a lot of time setting stuff up. They gradually set the story up as stuff unfolds to make it more entertaining.
1: Yeah, exactly. There is definitely no no wasted words, I would say, in this
0: book. Yep. So, um, anything else top-down you want to say? Um, no,
1: I mean, you know, basically, like, you know, like, like we said, the main character and her name is Alina. She grew up as an orphan and she's, uh, I don't remember the name of like, kind of like the, you know, I don't know if you'd say people group, but like the, the sort of side she was on within this sort of war that was going on. She was in the, I think it's called, uh, is it cartography? Cut- what is it called when you, when you develop maps? I don't remember what that's called, but yeah. 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 So she she was uh, in the in the team of you know map makers trying to design maps so everyone you know the the generals and the the soldiers would be able to uh, you know fight better knowing the terrain and uh, you know basically it's her and she grew up with a couple of these other kids that were orphans and they're all sort of on the same you know within within the same circle of each other and uh, yeah they, they're basically just trying to find out where they belong on in this you know regiment and. Um, You know, I guess we'll get into more details, but the the main character is Alina, and then her male friend's name is uh, Mal, and there's sort of the main bad character. He's a a darkling, but I think he had a name, and I don't remember if he did. Uh, You talk about Mal? no no the darkling guy i don't remember if he had a name
0: yeah everybody they mentioned it once uh but i don't want to get into that but they just call him the darkling through the whole thing yeah
1: okay that's what i thought yeah and so the darkling is kind of this you wouldn't say sorcerer but he's he's a very powerful sort of you know mage i guess maybe you'd say or something and he and he was sort of one of the top people within this regiment, like, top two or three people that everyone sort of looked to. He was kind of like the lead
0: commander guy of, of the soldiers. Right, and the magical side that, talking about the Grisham, they called them the Grisha.
1: Ah, okay, the Grisha, yeah. And he was a, and there's various, you know, uh, sections within the Grisha, like he was a Darkling, and then there were other ones also, which I can't remember what they would perform, but they all kind of had unique gifts as a Grisha, and... Everyone treated the Grishas, uh, you know, special because of the things that they could do with the unique talents that they had.
0: Yep. And what the Grisha did is they helped the king of the area who the Darkling was working for keep the not really keep the peace, but protect them from all these other realms that were attacking that one kingdom.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and another the interesting too, thing, too, is, uh, I, like, I think you mentioned this, the author, I think she's, like, Eastern European, because all the characters in this book seem Eastern European, too. They all sort of had Eastern European names and stuff.
0: Yeah, and if she wasn't heavily influenced by that, um, but basically... All the different kingdoms were basically at war or a real like Cold War peace where anything could really set it off. And there was basically two factions out there. You had the people that really took these Grisha in and to help them protect everything and had smaller armies. Or they didn't have anybody. They killed anybody with the magical powers and they had big, powerful armies. It was kind of like two ways of looking at it. And really the only one that really endured the uh uh the ones in the area to uh help the grisha out and everything like that was where they were at and in uh, uh i think it is the nation of uh rovka rovka yeah that's yes. Rovka Rav- yep. where they're at so yep anything else before we get into the spoiler uh no i think that's it all right, get ready for the spoilers. Again, you can turn it off here if you want to. You won't miss anything in the show. You want to talk to us or anything, comment, corrections, whatever you want, or want to join us on one and say or tell us, hey, you need to do this book. Uh, let us know at, Tracy at podness.com. And if you want to get to Jonathan, let me know, and I'll forward it right over to him. That's it. And uh, don't forget, please, please, please don't forget to bother Dorr, okay? Uh, he needs it. Uh, he's been kind of getting a pass the last few weeks. so Exactly. Go go bug him. All right, spoiler section. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. All right. Um, Before we begin, I do want to say on a scale of 10, I give this an 8. If I had to really give it a point, probably like a 7.8. Not quite an 8, but so close to an 8 that I just say 8. Yeah, that's
1: so funny. I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm gonna get. I, I wasn't thinking seven point eight, but I was thinking eight. Like it was pretty well, and you know, there's always room for improvement. And uh, but I just thought it's de- like I said, a solid
0: book for sure. Yeah, it's um, the standard good evil, good triumphs, but there's a caveat at that. Uh, so, which is good. Um, you can tell when they wrote this; it was definitely from the beginning. Uh, I could tell by the writing, it was setting up big time for a series. So you knew it wasn't. Unlike, uh, like I said, I just finished uh, The Born Identity. No clues about this being a series in the first book. Not even a whisper. Uh, Matter of fact, the second writing book didn't come out for like 7 to 10 years after the first one. Oh, wow. So... You during the writing, you know, there's really not a glimmer. This one from the beginning, you knew this is going to be a series the way a couple of the characters were acting and going on. Y- you knew it. So, yeah. but basically, what happens is her and her friend, uh, Mal, grew up in an orphanage. They were tested for powers, didn't have any powers, got older, went into the service of the king. Uh, he became a, a fighter and probably one of the best trackers around. So, he was Tonto. He was the Tonto of his time. He could track better than the Lone Ranger. So, and she became a choreographer's, choreographer's, whatever you want to say, assistant, where she did work for somebody, and she still had assignments to do, but she would make these maps and everything like that. Well, they're going over the Shadow Fold. That is a big, dark area that somebody created in the past, uh, a couple generations before, to kind of keep bet- keep space between them and their enemies, and in this shadow fold, uh, these creatures call. Let me see if it.
1: Uh... They're these like giant. They sound like these giant, like dragons, basically flying lizard kind of things. Um and And the shadowfold it was like pitch dark you could not see anything at all It was total pitch dark, and the other thing that was interesting too is like the in the shadowfold it seemed like it it was like desertish so they had they had these sort of boats, i guess for lack of a better term that would they would you know ride across the desert uh through the shadowfold they get to the other side.
0: I think something like volcra volcra yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that, what they were called. I knew it would come to me. But they're going through this area there to go fight the Southern kingdom. And a whole bunch of these Volcaras come. And they could come at any time in the Shadowfold. But they could not come out of the Shadowfold. They could only live in the Shadowfold. You didn't see them every time, but there was a decent chance you would. Well, the Volcaras come. And they start tearing these ships up and killing all these people. And it's ready to go down on Alexia and right before gets to her, a huge bright light appears and all the Valkers are, some are killed, some are injured and they all just flee. They all kind of retreat back out of the Shadow Fold, back to their kingdom and they're trying to find out what's going on. They go, uh, She has to go in front of the Darkling, find out what happened, this, that. And they find out she has power. And she's like, I don't have power, you know. And, yes, you do. You hide it from me. I wasn't hiding it, you know, whatever, you know. Well, the find out is she could be like, quote, quote, the one, you know, to really save everything. So the Darkling takes her quickly to the castle where she can be better protected. And a couple things happen on the way. We're not going to go through everything. That groups try to kill her and they get to the kingdom and she basically starts her training of, you know, becoming a Grisha. So and everybody like tries to test her because she's supposed to be the one, you know, and obviously you have people that befriend her and people that try to stab her in the back.
1: Yeah, t- she when, when uh, they pulled her on, when they got out of the Shadow Fold, and they're like, hey, you know, what's going on out there? We need to test her. You know, and she's like, I, I don't have any powers. I don't know what happened. You know, just let me go. And the Darkling did this thing to, like, he basically like amplified her power by touching her. And when he did that, she, I think they call her, like, the Sun Summoner, because she just amplifies light. Like, so when she was in the Shadow's Fold, and she just tapped into this power she didn't know she had, That's why those Volkers just fled and died because it was the light that pierced them. And so, you know, and that's why everyone thinks she's like this super powerful Grisha because I guess the Sun Summoner is like one in few and far between or something like that. And so that's why everyone's kind of uh, giving her all the attention, trying to be like, oh, you think you're so great. Let's see you do this. Let's see you do that. Because all the other Grishas start to get jealous.
0: Yep. Okay. Like we said, we're not going to give you the whole book. We're just going to give you some deep synopsis. Well, she gets her training, uh, and you kind of find out the Darkling is actually a bad person who's befriending her. And not only a bad person, you find out he's a lot older than he pretends to be, and he's the one that created the Shadowfold. Mm. And... The trainer that everybody hates, the old lady that trains people in their powers and this and that, is actually the Darkling's mother. Yeah, (laughs)
1: that was quite the twist.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, well, she has a hard time getting her power. So, the only way she's been to use it was to be able to amplify it somehow. So... There is—is uh, is it uh, some uh, some kind of deer? I forgot. what It was a uni-
1: unicorn.
0: Oh, unicorn! Okay. Well, if you got the horn, it would like amplify it more than anything. So they decide to uh, go catch this. And some people think it's a myth. Some people not. Well, and then the tracker—I mean, the darkling's like, "Well, we need to—we have to have a tracker." And she's like, "Well, my friend, how?" You know, I grew up with who is she's in secretly in love with him, but doesn't want to tell him. And he's the best tracker there is. There is no one better. So, him and a few people go and they come back and say, Yes, we found it. We know where it's at. And they say, Go get it. Okay. Well, that was right at the point where she knew the Darkling was bad and the Darkling is actually going to use her power to uh, basically kill everybody and take over the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and one caveat with the unicorn horn is uh, uh, Alina didn't know this, but if the Darkling was the one to get the horn for her to amplify her powers, she would then be essentially tied to him. Like he would, he would be sort of her master in a sense. She could only do what he told her to do.
0: So, and that's what he wanted. So he wanted to have control of the Sun Sorcerer, or Sun Summoner. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, what happens is Mal is mad at her for not saying what happened, where were you, and he knows something's up between, because for a short time, there was a tiny little fling between uh, Alexia and the Darkling, and they kind of get mad at each other, and yada, yada, yada. Well, find out she gets captured, okay, and... And kind of put not I don't know, captured, but she gets she gets held in bondage, saying, "Hey, he's going to get killed if you don't listen to us." And he's off trying to get this thing right now. This this unicorn. If you don't know, he's captured too. That's right. And if you don't, he's going to die. So she kind of goes along with it and everything like that. Uh, well, they kind of escape. Uh, they get. She gets away. She kind of meets up with him. He saves her, and then they tell each other, I love you, I love you too, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they track down this unicorn, and she has to kill the uniform, and she goes up and is just getting ready to kill it, and she didn't. She let it live. Right then, she gets captured again. And the uh, the Darkling kills the uniform, takes the horn, puts it around her neck, and basically has control. And yep. then she's, she's put in a dungeon, He's put in the dungeon. You don't do what I say. He's going to die. So you might as well. Uh, All of that. And long story shorter, uh, I don't want to say long story. It was, you know, not overly done. But simplifying is she finds out she ultimately has more power because she gave the unicorn life. Right. She she, she showed mercy. Right. So when they went out and when the darkling showed his true colors to everybody, things kind of turned and she was able to escape with him at the same time. Almost everybody around him that supported him died in that little ship thing they were on. So, and they kind of get away and they're starting to get away and they get to the point where, um, what are we going to do right now? Well, We need to go to book two.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: (laughs) So it does finish a story, but it does leave it hanging a little like, well, what's next? Nothing like uh, Live or Die or uh, The Junkyard Ship. No hangers like that whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I know. When I was uh, towards the end of the book, you know, when it's getting down to the her having to do with the darkling says i was like wow really this this is where the road this book's going down i was like man the rest of the series she's going to be tied to this guy i was like you know but then all of a sudden he's trying to you know force her into doing something she didn't want and then she was able to overcome him and use you know the the amplification of the unicorn for her own like will instead of doing the darkling's will and he couldn't understand why he was she was overpowering him and then that's when I was like, ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah.
0: I knew something was up with the unicorn about that because the way they said, I sh- don't know if I should have killed it. No, I was right. And the dreams she kept on having, um, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I knew something was going to way where she could outdo the power somehow, whether get it off or whatever.
1: Yeah, no, it was done really well though, and, and the book ended pretty quickly after that kind of whole scene where she, you know, overcame the darkling with her own power and you know using the unicorn horn, and she destroyed everyone that was in the the shadow fold, and she ended up getting out, and then pretty much shortly after that, the book ended.
0: Jonathan, don't they get on a ship to go somewhere?
1: I don't remember. I don't recall.
0: Yeah, they, they're getting on a ship to go somewhere, or they did. I forgot uh, one of the two, how how it really ends. So, good. So, that was basically Shadow and Bone. Uh, good book, like I say, being that an 8, score of an 8, uh, or to me, almost, almost, almost an 8. It is worth the read. It is worth the time. Uh, but there are other books that you could bump to to go ahead of it. But uh, yeah, good book. Uh, I think this is a series. It's fairly detailed. Six to 10 years, I could listen to it again because uh, I'd forget little of the details here and there after reading all the other books. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that was that. Don't forget anything else about the book before we go on? Uh, no, I think that's it. Perfect. Don't forget the next one we are going to talk about is The Born Identity. That's right. Same one with Matt Bourne, you know, the slap fighting scenes. You know, uh he made uh, three movies on where he really didn't kung fu anybody, he just slap fought people. So good movie though. It's one of them that's one of my movies that comes on. I have to finish watching it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple. That one, The Godfather and Fletch. Or the three. If they come on, I'm there. <laughs> now
1: is it only Godfather one or just the godfather in general?
0: Godfather one and two. Three I can okay. turn off. Okay, three I okay. turn off. yeah I with think- either one of them
1: nice nice
0: but yeah it, it's i i do watch all three godfathers once a year there you go <laughs> uh same well i guess another series would be lord of the rings series those are any one of those three i'll watch two they're on tv
1: i've actually never seen the movies and i finally just read lord of the rings book for the first time recently
0: uh book is little better but the way they did it, uh, they made it very detailed because they made it, you know, into three big yeah. long movies, yeah. Which which is good. So the books are always better, but this one's pretty close. The story's a little different, uh, but basically, kind of the same. It's, it's okay. the same kind of thing, but told just a little different. But uh, yeah, it that's a good book, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely long, but I, I got through it.
0: It well, when I actually read the book, read the book, not listen, before I saw the movies, uh, I had a really hard time because there were so many flipping characters to keep track of who it's oh, who. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Um, so that was what I had a hard time. So what I finally did is after I got to like the second chapter, I was like, I was lost. Who's who? So what I did was I kept a piece of paper in the front, and I started over again. And anytime they had a new character, I wrote it down who he was. Ah, oh, there so you go. I made, I made a cheat sheet because there. If you think about, it, if you just saw the movie, think how many characters there are, and the book actually has a few more characters that are not in there. Like somebody will come on in the book that has a real prominent role, you'll never hear from them again in the book. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. In the in the movie, they're basically there, so it's a little easier. So, but yeah, so that's what I did with the book to help me out. But it's a good book. That's next time. So. In conclusion, I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast, taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to uh, me and John babble for a little while for you here. And uh, we do appreciate it. And again, uh, if you enjoyed this, please go to patreoncom slash Amazon. Support door click on the if you get some Amazon go through that link doesn't cost you anything more he does get a little back to help with all the hosting fees and to get him to some of the conferences that everybody asks him to go to so that's it thank you for everybody listening everybody have a great day see ya